Welcome to Sigma Duocast, hosted by Rick and Nate. We're just a couple of best buds talking about current entertainment stuff, as well as everyday life for a couple of guys in their 30s. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the show. Shut up, bitch. How are you doing today, sir? I just want to say, first off, your little laugh in the beginning intro is so cute. Oh my god! Wow, it wasn't even a laugh, man. It was like a this is like this little giggle chuckle. Yeah, it was definitely a giggle chuckle, and it was terrible. It took us like ten times to do that. It, you know, yeah, it ten about uh, eleven takes, I think, to finally get it down. You know, when you watch a movie and there, you, you know, in the special features, there's the blooper reel. And then they're like trying to say their line, but like one person's like really trying to act, saying their line, and the other person they're acting towards is uh-huh. just starts laughing. It's like the other person had a bunch of giggle water. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what happened. Like we'll start, and I'm like, nope, it didn't sound good. Or you'll start laughing, and then just yep. mess up mm-hmm. the whole thing. Or just you know say something that's already in the intro. Yeah, just repeat myself, and I'm like, am I saying this thing right? I don't think I am saying this uh-huh. thing right. Yep. Oh man, oh man, what a week. It's been a long-ass week. Hell, yes, it has. Since the last recording, it, it was just like, is it Monday yet? Is it Monday yet? Yeah, I just desperately like wanted to start recording again, and we had some little minor upgrades, so hopefully people can tell. But um, yeah, I've just, I just been like really jonesing to be doing what we're doing right now. You had that, uh, what that the Chappelle Show skit, what's his name? He's like a crackhead? I know you're talking about, but uh, what's what's it, what's the character's name? Damn it, man! See, this is why Bigums? we're supposed Bigums? to do research. Bigums? Is it Bigums? I have no idea. Let me see. Creamy Bigums? No, that's Spice Adams. Spice Adams. That's the basketball dude. You know what's funny? Speaking of Chappelle, I kind of want to go back and like binge watch like Chappelle show because I feel like I need it in 2020 because everything's been so freaking censored and. I just need stuff that's like borderline offensive. Yeah, you have to have a DVD player to watch those, though. Uh, that or just buy the show digitally on Apple TV. Yeah, but are they censored? You know what? Probably because you know I was watching The Office the other day on Netflix, and they, I don't. They removed that scene. They removed that scene. The the Dwight Christmas uh-huh. episode where he's doing his schmooch, whatever the hell he calls it. You know, Belschnickel. Belschnickel, yeah. and then he has his little friend who wears blackface. Nate. Nate. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Nate. <laughs> it's you, man. It wasn't me. It was you. And he has it the blackface, and as and then he's like, oh, you know, and and Stanley, you know, was like, no, Dwight, just no. And so he's like, oh, I wasn't gonna be literal, and he texts he texts Nate to to knock him in, and you see him walking, but when you watch it on netflix that little scene is removed and i have it i bought the office uh the complete series or yeah the entire series on um uh, apple uh, a while back for like 20 bucks and that scene is still there so i'm like dude i need to go back i need to start watching the office on my apple uh episodes versus netflix because i i I don't like the fact that they can just go in there and tinker with the damn episode like it's nobody's business Uh create a bunch of deep fakes well it's just it's just i'm not getting what the show intended and there's a lot of stuff like there was um i saw a deleted scene that had something to do with it was a halloween episode i got i gotta look it up i gotta show it to you and those listening if you haven't seen it just google like deleted scene the office halloween or something on youtube and it should pop up but it's it's like 
pretty fucking offensive. It's, it's it's great though. I love it. I mean, which which episode was it, or what scene? I I don't remember. I've seen it twice, and honestly, unfortunately, I don't remember top of my head to you know verbally speak on it. But I just know if you Google it or YouTube it, you'll you'll find it. Um. Well, well, well. Yeah, man. Thanks, Netflix. Appreciate that. Let's see here. Tyrone Biggums. You're right. Oh, I said creamy Biggums. It's Tyrone Biggums. Tyrone. Yeah, I, was, I mean, they're cousins. Yeah. We go, I smoke rocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I smoke rocks, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, no, I did feel like Tyrone Biggums uh, all week because yeah, I wanted to. Like, oh. mm-hmm. Y'all get any more than podcast episodes? Yeah, that's it, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, But yeah, man. Other than that, man, how's how's... How's your how's your week been? <clears throat> it's been interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, full of uh, insomnia, unfortunately. But uh, other than that, it's just really just wanting to get back here and do this. Yeah, yeah. I it's been uh, it's been a little bit interesting. I mean, we're still doing the distant learning with the kids. Uh, and they're kind of getting a little more intense and then um, starting to kind of go work more, a little bit more. Um, and, you know, got, you know, there's that stuff. But uh, uh, I would say in a home life, I'm happy. Everything's great here. Family's healthy. Um, COVID free. We're good. And uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty fun. But um, this new endeavor has been uh, definitely eating at the back of my head. Like every day, I just want to I got ideas like I want to do stuff now and there's like certain dates like I want to do interviews with people on certain uh, dates, certain events. And I'm like, damn it. That's like two months away. I want that shit now. Give it to me now. <laughs> I feel that. I definitely feel that for sure. Yeah, man. Um, so what are we talking about today, man? Uh, we are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, my God. Marvel Madness. It's crazy shit going on. So. Without further ado, let's let's kick this off the right way. And mind you, if Big Brother decides to listen, everything you hear that uh, it's like a sound clip or a recording or anything like that, we do not own it. It's all owned by Marvel, Disney, and all them. So for some reason, somehow they listen to this shit, which I highly doubt it. If that FBI agent is listening to us at when this gets posted, you know, hey, don't come at us, man. We 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 we're just fans. We're sampling some shit. That's all it is, man. You don't got to get all crazy with us. Anyways, let's kick off Marvel Madness the right way. Wait. Doesn't that song just get your nipples hard? Every time, especially when you watch. That's the clip from the orchestra called Portals, and it's from Endgame when uh, everyone's coming out and you finally see like all of the MCU squaring up against Thanos' army. And it that, that scene is hands down the greatest scene in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let me ask you this, and be honest, even though you're honest all the time. 
did you cry at the movie theater when you saw this scene? No. So completely honest, I choked up, right? But did you did you did you tell him to stop first? <laughs> he forced his way. No. So I I choked up. I'm just letting you know, man. You got to be careful when they have the popcorn on their lap. I mean, come on. Yeah, the popcorn surprise. Yeah. Shit, man. The hot dog in the middle. Like, who who puts hot dogs in popcorn? Yeah. Can't do that. No. Anyways, usually continue. milk duds or M and M's. But anyways, no, I was saying I, I got choked up. Um, there's just it. It was so emotional, right? Like, you, just to see everybody come back for for one, just to have Cap stand there alone and just in my head, you know, knowing Cap, he would say, you know, I can do this all day, right? That that was his thing, and just to have, you know. <clears throat> Uh, Falcon come through on the mic and is like on your left and then the, you see the portals open and you see everyone walking through oh my god dude like if I was like a super hyped fanboy I'd be up like clapping but I didn't want to be that guy in the theater you know yeah I, I was it was definitely emotional you know I don't like I got teary I'll be honest because it was it's the MCU and we'll touch this in a little bit it it impacts me in a very big way. Like I, I I I feel very emotionally and personally connected to this uh film franchise. Um as I don't know, some people can think that's funny, stupid, whatever. I, I just it's just one of those things. It's a passion and, and I really like it. But um it's, it's partly that, because I think we grew up with it, right? We, yeah. Well we grew up with them, we and, you know, we have kids and they got to kind of grow up with it as well. But no, it's just it's just it's a journey. It's it's a fucking journey that started in 2008 and they managed to just one after another, pull it through, pull it through, pull it through. And then you, you reach this fucking climax that was just it was just amazing. Like, I don't I honestly even even now, I don't think Marvel can top their shit, uh, especially now. Um, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I mean, I, I just I don't see any film. I don't see nobody, nobody in our lifetime can top what the mcu has done uh, the cinematic universe on film in the theaters like nobody i'm sorry but i I can't think of another property right now that can just take their time and put so much effort into the development of these characters the connectivity and not just that and not just the characters that the actors outside i mean they embrace the role of who they were playing and the community and the people that they're serving in, in, in that sense, and they went with it. They went above and beyond with the uh, hero aspect of it. Yeah, and and it's it's just amazing to me. And that's why, you know, a lot of people don't get, you know, why there's some big hardcore MCU fans, and which, in case we haven't covered, that stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe. But there's a lot of fans for the MCU that it it just it, I don't know it attaches to you very differently. I mean, you look in my room right here in there mini studio we got i mean i got fucking almost what six movie posters of the mcu i got a shit ton of replica stuff i got a bunch of figures i mean i'm i'm fucking invested into marvel marvel has just they know how to do it man they know how to fucking do it they really know how to just grab you by the sack and just really just reel you in gently reel you in no 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 that was, maybe no, that's Jen, fucking DC, okay? They had the ones that grab you and just yank you in the goddamn movie. Get your ass in this alley right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You got Christian Bell going, you know, where are your ball stacks right now? Oh, God. What? 
Jesus Christ. Right? Isn't that scary shit? Uh, you're... Your impressions are just top notch. They're fucking terrible. They're they're just amazing. No, they're like, not. I I want to just hear you. You know what? I can sit here for, let's say, twenty three hours. Right? We'll just give you an hour for each MCU movie, and I just want to hear you impersonate every single person. That sounds like a very horrible way to spend twenty three hours. I mean, I can think of worse ways. This is the worst way. Mm, nah. No, yes. Popcorn bucket guy in an alley, that's probably worse. Nope. Yeah. No, my, me trying to impersonate people is fucking terrible because I suck at it. I don't even like my voice to begin with. Now you want me to, now you're, you're insinuating that I can do other voices. That, that shit ain't going to work. I mean, you don't know unless you try, right? This is true. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Marvel Cinematic Universe, 23 films, course of nearly 10 years. I think it's 11 years technically because well i mean if because uh what 2019 is when spider-man and endgame came out but i mean yeah some of those were filmed prior but anyways so there's 23 films upcoming disney plus shows now there has been a lot of like side tv shows um from netflix which probably were like the i would say more successful let alone more darker for sure uh, well, with, it's Netflix. I mean, yeah, why not? Daredevil, Punisher. Um, those are like the top ones. And you got Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist, and the little compilation one we did all of. I forget what it's the called. The Defenders? The Defenders. Okay. Yeah. See, I already forgot that. It was like three episodes and then canceled. It was, yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, and then Hulu had some things going on. Um, Freeform had some things going on. Um, Freeform had Cloak and Dagger. Hulu had uh, The Runaways, which Hulu actually ha- actually wasn't bad. The Hulu Runaways. Hulu has live sports. They do have live sports, not. And then ABC had like the primary ones that were like closest connected to the MCU. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, uh, as far as I can tell, heavily connected. I watched like the first half of the season. Did you say Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, I said Agents of I'm S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm pretty sure it sounded like Agents and of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was kind of, I didn't really, I didn't get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, no, I mean, I, I think I watched the first season. But I don't recall yeah. much of it. I heard it like got more connected and it became like it got better. And especially like the climax was like a, such a like a big deal. But I don't know. I, I got to go back and watch it. Maybe if I get Disney Plus again, I'll throw it on there and walk, binge watch it. You, you don't want to get Disney Plus for Mulan? No, I don't want Disney Plus for anything right now. Not even the Mandalorian. I'm sorry, but I'll wait till the whole season's out and then I'll watch it. Kind of oversaturated with the child. I, I that's a whole nother topic baby yoda that's a whole nother fucking topic about that but anyway baby yoda get on my face um they had uh agent carter and then they had inhumans so honestly agents of shield is the only one i was really close to all the other ones like they had like loose connectivity to it and like even the netflix series but they never took the you know the big jump for it so the disney plus shows will finally do that which we'll talk about it a little bit more later in the podcast on how that's going to you know, if it's going to be beneficial or if it's going to be detrimental to the MCU, because you're going to have to watch, you know, two different things to really get the story now. But, um, but yeah, what would you say is your favorite? There's 23 films. What's your favorite MCU film? That's 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 another loaded question. Why do you always ask me these loaded questions here? It's an easy question. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I can I can answer it super easy. It's not even I wouldn't think twice. You're going to say Winter Soldier. Of course. Yeah. Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU film. I'll tell you why, but I want to hear yours first. No. So Winter Soldier is number two for me. 
What? Which one's number one? I got to hear this. Okay, so I guess you call me a fanboy because of it. You know, I, I I say Iron Man to me personally is number one for a number of reasons, right? So number one, it kicks off the MCU, right? And let let me just give an honorable mention here. Without the success of Blade, there is no MCU. I like that. Thank you for the name. I was just I was just watching Blade the other day because I bought the Blade skin for Fortnite, and I got like sucked into Blade, and I was watching. I'm like, and I was telling my wife, I go, you realize this movie rated R, Wesley Snipes, whole fucking nine yards, Wesley motherfucking Snipes. This Marvel would not be cinematically would not be as successful if it wasn't for fucking Blade. He kicked that crap off. He's getting going. Then followed X Men. Then followed Spider Man. And then boom, we had MCU. So yep. Blade is the grandpappy of all this shit, and I hope he comes back in the Blade movie. Obviously not as Blade, because we have uh, Arshaw Lee, I believe his name was. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing actor. I'm excited for I that. I love that guy. I love it. Um, but anyways, continue. So Iron Man. Yep, so Iron Man kicks off the the ultimate MCU, right? Uh, but to me, it's just the the character development of Iron Man. You see him you know, start off as, you know, as he calls himself, the billionaire playboy philanthropist you know, type of person uh, to find out exactly what he's doing with, you know, selling the weapons and stuff, what it's doing to actual people. So he has that whole moment of figuring out like, well, shit, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, he has that, the whole heart change. But to me, you know, he is the, the ultimate hero and captain of the MCU, right? So we started with Iron Man. We ended with Iron Man. And to me, that the, the the success story of Tony Stark himself, you know, all his ups and downs and everything uh, throughout the the course of the MCU, was just phenomenal. Yeah, no, I I I agree. Uh, in terms of Iron Man, it's definitely it's definitely up there. It's one of the one of the big movies. I mean, I'll, I'll be real. Almost every single MCU film I love, so um, it is difficult to say which is number one in, in that sense, personal opinion, like you said, um, because every single movie, I mean, every single movie from gardens of the galaxy to all the Avengers to black Panther to Ant-Man, um, you know, all these films, each one has something special about it. And, and it's just, it's just amazing. And that's the beauty of the MCU. Every story, they find a good way to introduce a character and show this character with all their defectives and how you can as a as a normal everyday person can relate i mean yeah we're not a billionaire playboy philanthropist you know person with a fucking iron man suit but there is a lot of the tony stark's whole thing is how to not be selfish how can you change yourself yeah how can you change yourself for the better of your yourself your relationship your family fucking mankind I mean, it's literally a story. His story is just how not to be selfish and how to be open and how to care. And, and then he, and then going above and beyond caring, like fucking up, like Age of Ultron. He, he cared. He wanted to protect. And he fucked that up. He, he created, I mean, along with Eric Ban- uh, Bruce Banner, but he created fucking uh, Ultron. Yep. You know? And and each character has that. Oh, every single character, almost every single, well, yeah, every single character in the MCU has some type of relatable thing where it, the superhuman, the, the 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 powers, the ability, whatever it is, 
has an effect on how we can relate on how, you know, whether it's, like I said, selfishness, whether it's bravery, whether it's, you know, obsession, whether it's um, sacrifice, learning how to lead, be a leader, learning, you know, in, in some, in for like Captain Marvel, you know, being a woman, being told you can't do shit because you're a female and this and that and it's sticking up to mis- misogynist. I can't even say that word. You know what word Misogyny? Misog- you know, uh, males, you know, how they treat people. I mean, there's so much shit. Every single film does. And that's why MCU is, is so passionate for me. So, for me, Winter Soldier, the reason why I like Winter Soldier out of all the Marvel movies, because I feel the Winter Soldier is the most grounded MCU film to date. It They don't, I mean, outside of, yeah, they're, they're superhero shit because Iron Man, I mean, Captain America is, you know, a super soldier. But outside of like one big scene that pisses me off every time I see it, and it sucks because it's in one of the, my favorite sequences of like all MCU films. Um, everything in that movie is like super realistic. It's like super like I'm big into spy, uh, military, you know, thriller, James Bond, Born Identity, you know, The Kingdom, Body of Lies, you know, Spy Game. Like those movies, I love those movies. When Harry met Sally, and no, and when you when you watch Winter Soldier, it's like that. And the sequence I was talking about is my favorite, like one of my favorite all time scenes of all 23 films is um, when Nick Fury, you know, he's driving and then he gets like basically ambushed. Yep. And then, you know, there's that whole car scene and then you finally see the Winter Soldier for the first time blows him up. The ending of that scene pisses me off because it's the most unrealistic thing in all that movie. And that's when he has this little like tiny torch and he's able to fucking burl this big ass hole and like through concrete, through ground. Like what? What'd you do? Like, do you enter a subway system, a sewer? Like, it's a super torch, bro. No, that was like the only thing that we, but no, that, and then everything about it just, you know, it's, um, Captain, you know, he's, he's still in the progression of being, um, you know, being in the current time. He's still accepting loss, change. He's, Peggy's still technically alive. Um, you know, he meets Falcon, obviously, and I love, uh, the, uh, the character of Falcon and, you know, uh, Anthony Mackie. And then you have the Winter Soldier, and then you're learning about his best friend, like of all time, finds out he's alive. And he's like, hold on, what? And there's just so much confliction with him. I agree. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, that's why it's my favorite. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just a really good movie, too. I just love it. I mean, I don't know. What would you say is your, uh, Second favorite. So Iron Man's your number one. What would you say your number two is? So well, you said Winter yeah, Soldier. So no. okay. So then what's your third? Uh, number three. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man. So this movie made me absolutely love this character. So the previous movies that this character was in, you know, it. I understood, you know, the... The upbringing of the character, the character development, knowing who this character was. But this movie, and I have to thank the director for it specifically, Thor Ragnarok. Nice. I absolutely love that movie. They took Thor from a, you know, like young, like, you know, kick ass, like type of person, didn't have a care in the world, like I'm Thor, the god of thunder, right? Like I could do whatever I want, defeat whoever I want, armies, it doesn't matter. (laughs) And then you give him this comedic side and that that itself there just kind of 
opened up Thor to me and where I absolutely just fell in love with Thor. And even the uh, the side characters, like there there was no bad side characters in that movie. I loved every single supporting character in that, including, um, you know, Valkyrie, uh, the Grandmaster himself. Like that character, when Thor first meets the Grandmaster, when he's going through the tunnel, and he's just like, you're not about to meet the Grandmaster. And then he starts screaming. Oh, my God. Dead. Like, if you want to talk about crying in the theater, I was probably crying in the theater from laughing so hard at that stupid scene. <laughs> and then Korg and Meek, dude, like, oh, my God. Really? Korg is fucking amazing. Korg is... Played by the director, too. Yes. Then that's what makes it even better, right? Like, you know, Taika put himself in there and was just like, you know, I'm going I'm to voice this character. He's like, hey, man. You know, it's just I, so, I so it. chill. Like, <laughs> I, oh, my God. Yeah. The Thor Ragnarok is number three for me. Yeah, Ragnarok is great. I mean, Chris Hemsworth has such a very, very comedic side of him in delivering certain lines and things. And I mean, even like in the Men in Black film, uh, he was hilarious. I never watched Ghostbusters, but the Men in Black one was freaking hilarious. And in other little things he's been in, it's just he has great comedic timing, man. And I was so happy that they did that for him. Because even in even in um, throughout the MCU, before they really embraced that side, I mean, he had some funny little moments like in avengers when there's like loki careful where you spill ill of my brother and he's like he's killed a bunch of people he's like uh, he's adopted you know yeah. and it's just like the yeah. way he delivered the line those, was little, just, those little tiny quips yeah know? um no i definitely love ragnarok you know what i loved about ragnarok um they made kate blanchett look super fucking hot it still doesn't do it for me i dude when she has like the long hair and you know black and because i've never like i mean she's an attractive woman but it wasn't until seeing her as Hera, and not when she has like not when she has the fucking elk ears going on. It's mainly when <laughs> it's mainly when she's just like all like she just looks thrashed. I don't know. It's just it's just, it's just her straight hair before yeah. it turns into and then just I'm you know spikes eye shadow and everything. But I don't know. I, every time I see her, I just I think automatically think Lord of the Rings, and even then, like I'm just like no, I don't. That's and that's what I'm talking about. Like I literally see no other character. I don't see even her the the person. I just. I see this version of hair and I'm just like, man, how the fuck did they do that? You know? Hella. Hella. I said Hera. Why did I say it? One thing is Star Wars. The fuck? Hella. I shouldn't know that's Cali talk. Greek mythology? No. (laughs) Hella. That's hella tight. That's hella tight, bro. She's hella tight. Her suit was hella tight. Hell yeah, it was. Um... I mean, for me, it's like you have your 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 common ones like Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War. But if I had to remove the Avengers, um, it follows Homecoming and then Doctor Strange. It's just Homecoming was good. Um, obviously, more Iron Man. I'm a big big Spider Man fan. Um, I like Holland. I don't like the MCU treatment of Spider Man where he's so fucking dependent on Tony Stark. But I guess it makes sense for what they're going for. I mean, McGuire had his films of just traditional uh, spider-man stories traditional peter parker um uncle ben and then and then andrew garfield it kind of felt more like the ultimate comics version of spider-man for me which i was super looking forward to but they went a little too dark and unfortunately the money wasn't there for them and then holland he's a good spider-man but he's just i i want him to be on his own and hopefully the next spider-man film we finally get to see a badass Peter a, Parker. A better Spider-Man Peter Parker because, you know, all four, five sightings, because he's technically been in five movies, mm-hmm. Silver War, Homecoming, 
Infinity War, Endgame, and then Far From Home, it's he has that shadow of Tony Stark. And now yeah. that, and it's a perfect segue to the end of topic one. But you know, Tony Stark is dead. Spoilers, um, he's gone, and so now Far From Home just really try to establish you know Peter becoming independent and being his own superhero. Um, at a grand scale because friendly neighborhood spider-man he can do that all the live long day but now he's an avenger now he's in the ranks of captain marvel and all these people so he really needs to establish you know and granted he's still what technically 16 i think spider-man 3 he should be maybe 17 should be almost done with high school should be his junior no senior year something like that yeah so you know what's funny we're talking about tom holland let me do a quick sidebar here right so Last last week we talked about uh, the movies you just seen him in, or we were talking about um, the Dev all the time. Yes, so I finally watched that, dude. Oh my god! Right? Okay, so if that ferocity that Tom Holland brought in that film, if he brought it to Peter Parker, oh my, god. oh my god, dude, it's hands down game over. Oh yeah, like he's he, it's like Andrew Garfield almost. Yes, he was. I I was not expecting that, and I was blown away by his performance in that movie. The Devil All the Time on Netflix. You guys have to watch it. Really good movie. Yeah, he's basically the main star. But yes, if you see what he goes through in that movie and his acting, he isn't the ending great. Oh my god, it's beautiful. I told you, man, it is a beautiful ending, and I I like how it all tied together. Like no no spoilers, anything like that. But oh my god, yeah, if you guys have yet to see that movie. Definitely recommend crack open a cold one if, whether it's a beer, or soda, whatever you like, you know, a nice beverage. Relax and watch the fuck out of that movie because oh my god, it's good. It's real good. So Tony Stark is dead. Current state of Marvel. So we, uh, Iron no, no, yeah, Iron Man's gone. Captain America is old. Passing the torch to Falcon. Maybe Winter Soldier. We'll see what they do. Um, there's also that that uh, clip I, sh- I sent you that uh, snapshot of. A- well, yeah, that that was already known though. I just haven't seen the costume, but yeah, that was that's that's well, when we go to um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus show, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's that's part of that show. He's we don't know if he's gonna be the antagonist. We'll talk about that more right now. But um, yeah, no, we 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 want a Vision's dead. Okay. Um. Tony Stark, Captain America, essentially. What other character, what other major character have we lost? Black Widow. She's dead, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, Gamora is out, and but she's back, but it's the 2012 Gamora. So, so the so Guardians are kind of hunting them. Still angry Gamora. Guardians are rolling with Thor. Thor's still fat and chunky. Valkyrie's now queen of Asgard on Midgard. Yep. Um Wanda is losing her fucking mind mm-hmm. in WandaVision, which we'll t- touch uh basis on that a little bit later. Uh there's like no Avengers, basically. I mean, there's Avengers, but they're like all like all the core people are retired. I mean, what's Banner doing? Who knows. And the last thing we saw with Fury, he is in the post-credit scene of Far From Home. He was in outer space chilling on his new space station with um Oh my god! What's that? Uh, the scroll. The scrolls mm-hmm. uh, on sword, which we'll talk about that more a little bit later because Nick Fury got greenlit as a TV show um, for Disney Plus. 
and sword is um it's similar to shield but obviously it stands for sentient world observation and response department which has it's like shield but basically they're dealing with galactic shit now bringing galactus i hope so so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on and then the big thing though the biggest thing which is going to be our next topic i one thing that because what we talked about 2008 2019 23 films one of the biggest things i've always been curious is what happens if one of the lead actors main characters in real life passed away and unfortunately, and I was always curious to see how Disney and or, uh, Marvel specifically, how they were going to handle that. Like if Robert Downey unfortunately passed, that's a big fucking character. What, what would they do? How would they do it? Um, and unfortunately, we're going to kind of get an idea of that because in 2020 this year, um, Chadwick Boseman, our Black Panther, passed away battling uh, colon cancer. Quietly, discreetly, just fucking making these movies doing all this stuff and not telling nobody and he just suddenly passed um so i'm very curious to that but before we do that i just want to play this clip i love this clip um it's from civil war um i don't even got to introduce it because it's just fucking wonderful but let's do that before we get into the chadwick boseman part of the conversation in my culture Death, it's not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands and bust and segment. They lead you into the green veld where you can run forever. And then Black Widow follows with, it sounds very peaceful. And it does. It sounds very peaceful. I truly hope that I know it's a movie, I know it's pretend, I know it's a comic book character, but I truly hope that, you know, uh, that's what Chadwick Boseman is kind of feeling now. I believe in heaven, I believe in God, I believe in all this stuff, that's a whole other thing, but I truly believe he's in a good place, and I really hope that, um, you know, he does, he does, he, he gets the best out of people. Very selfless person. Oh, extremely, dude. Like, everything he's doing, and for the... It, essentially the world to find out that he was battling colon cancer, you know, and while he was still doing interviews, still doing these movies, still doing, you know, meet and greets, you know, dressing up as black Panther and granting like make a wishes and stuff like that. Oh my God. Like talk about selfless. One of the, one of the clips I've seen, um, I seen it before and I saw it again cause it kind of, you know, when he passed, they started, uh, a lot of the old stuff started going viral because now people knew. And one of the scenes that fucking broke me down, uh, he's doing an interview for Black Panther with his castmates, and he was talking about how um, he would go to children's hospitals, kids that have cancer, and um, he would talk to them, he'd spend time with them, and the kids would tell him, like, I'm just trying to hold on so I can see the movie. And as he's saying that, you know, he starts to break down in the interview and it's just a fucking, it's so watching it now. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's so meta because you're like, holy shit. I I get like the emotion of how sad that is of a kid trying to hold on to that. But then you find out that he was battling that shit too. So when he breaks down after that scene or not scene uh, during that interview, you're like, he's fucking crying. Not just because he, he knows 
he knows what these kids because he's yeah. going through the same thing and he's going to experience the same thing. You know, although he was in the on the positive side of it, he 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 was in the process of beating it. He was truly believed he was beating it because he was even getting ready, getting in shape to start filming Black Panther two um, later this year. You know, he had no doubt in his mind that he was going to beat it, and. You know, and these are kids that he interviewed during Black Panther where it was they weren't going to beat it, you know, and it's just it's it hits me so hard. Like, I can't even I can't even I can't even handle it, man. But it just goes to show just how much in essentially what Civil War, Black Panther, obviously, and Infinity War. And then you got the back end of Endgame. It, it just shows just how much he impacted the MCU, and not just that, he has other uh, phenomenal fucking movies like with Forty Two and uh, the James Brown. Movie. They're they're awesome, awesome films. Um, and I'm glad I w- I was a fan of his. Still am, will always be. Before he passed, because there's been a lot of people that that like, scene in Endgame just hits a little different now when he walks through the portal and he's like the first one. I always wondered like why is he the first one to park? Now it's like fuck, dude, are you mm. kidding me? So now it's like there's so much emotion in that f- scene of Endgame, but I don't know. I mean, what what did what did Chadwick Boseman himself, the man, the human, the, the actor, Black Panther. Like, what did he mean to you? I mean, we we've been speaking how MCU affects us in a very emotional way, but I mean, what do you think he? What did he mean to you and means to the rest of the world who are fans of the MCU? Chadwick himself was just, you know, like we said, just a phenomenal person. But what he brought to the MCU, uh, as far as you know hope and you know a new way of life essentially right because in wakanda right obviously wakanda itself was hidden and he wanted to bring everything that wakanda had and share it with the world right that's what they were talking about like in black panther and the other films and stuff like that but you know i truly believe the character he portrayed is the same type of person chadwick was on a day-to-day basis you know he he may not have been a king but oh he was a king he, yeah right and um i i mean he like he was just a symbol of hope right so like superman's s on his chest symbol of hope right even though it's s not an h zack snyder superman yeah yeah black panther himself you know you, you think of wakanda forever right crossing your arms over your chest to me that is a symbol of hope Oh yeah, uh, oh without a doubt. I mean the the whole uh, Wakanda Forever will always always be the same. I always I will always hear Chadwick, no matter who says it in the future. It's always going to be him, and it, it means so much more. I mean, even when they did Infinity War, um, they you know because they filmed Infinity War before, during or before Black Panther was being filmed. Or actually, no, it was, it was during. So the, the Russo brothers who directed Infinity War, they didn't really know too much of what was going on. And so when that crew came on, Chadwick, um, Danny uh, Guerrera, and then um, I forgot his name, but the, the gentleman who plays is Mbaku. Oh, I, I can't think of the name. Yeah, well, um, I think I have it in my head, but I don't want to say it because I think I'm wrong. But anyways, when they all came on, like, on the set and then they just started doing the, the chant, you know, and then they did the Wakanda Forever. They were like, the Russo brothers had no idea what those were like, oh, okay, yeah, let's keep that in the movie. And I'd love it. I mean, I will never, never forget this. 
I mean, that scene, him saying it and then going to battle, I just, I love it. I'll never forget it. And it'll always stick in my head because he he made that. He made that character. And that character means so much. And not just to like comic book fans and just what the character went through, being a leader, being a king, and then finding out your, your father essentially betrayed the family. I mean, the story of Black Panther is fucking beautiful. It's just great. That's why that movie... Um, did so well in the box office and is well beloved and, and they put so much stock I mean in the character um, for what he's done so far because it's just it gave us something completely different but you know also to the fans in, in that are you know African American I mean this was like the first outside of Blade which was a little more brutal though but this is like the really the first superhero African American superhero that just really really is mainstream is out there anybody everybody in the world saw someone that everyone could look up to and they can look up to him they can relate you know because every every superhero you see you know they're light-skinned and this and that and that's fine and everything but i mean you know the last time they did that light-skinned light-skinned white whatever brown i don't know but i mean the last time they did that they tried to do it with fantastic four with um with freaking uh what's the michael b jordan they're trying to flip scripts which is fine because it was from the ultimate comics i'm trying to give him some michael c jordan but uh you know what i'm saying wow but um you know he got a lot of backlash on that shit but plus that movie was just terrible but anyways um i don't know i i just it's just it's 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 big time man and it's it's gonna be a big it's gonna be a big uh hole in the mcu and i'm very curious to see where black panther 2 where the story's gonna go i mean what do you what, what do you think man should the future of Black Panther. I mean, should they replace him? Should they kill him off? Should they write him off? Retire him? I mean, obviously nobody knows what's going. There's a lot of fan theory out there. There's a lot of discussion about right. it. But, but what's what's? I so, got my take. What's your take? So T'Challa, right? They're they're they they're gonna have to write him off, but they're they're gonna have to do a, a just some sort of amazing send off, right? Black Panther, it's themselves that the character of black panther is that symbol of hope you know we were talking about anybody can carry that no one's going to carry it as well as chadwick did but i i think what they can do is as they choose to do it like they did in the comics you know have shuri take over the mantle of black panther what i would like to see is somehow some way access the quantum realm via the multiverse whatever they have to do and maybe bring back Michael B. Jordan as a new Black Panther. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I have a different take. I I feel that Chadwick, so T'Challa slash Black Panther, um, it's a character he definitely created, def- we love and everything, but we can't, I, I, I feel if we just write him off, or whatever it's a disservice to everything he has you know invested his and life into yeah. you know i feel that they need to continue the character of t'challa and i know the the emotions are high because again i mean it's it's only been what two three months since his passing if that if that so it's still fresh by the time this movie comes out it's gonna be 2023 probably i don't see it coming out any sooner um I do love the idea of Shuri becoming Black Panther. I think it's phenomenal. She was Black Panther in the comics briefly, not for too long, um, because essentially what happens is uh, T'Challa gets pretty messed up. 
Um, and he's two weeks. So while he's recovering, they give the power to uh, Shuri. Yeah, it was like the, Norman Osborn, right? That's was I, it Osborn. I, I forgot what. The, yeah, one of them. So the thing is, though, you know, she's gonna have to be a unique Shuri or Black Panther. She's gonna be like more of an Iron Man because she's gonna have to rely on her gadgets because all the um, that fruit or flower that was uh, that gave the ability of the Black Panther is all gone. The only two people that had it was um, T'Challa and um, Killmonger. What was his name? I can't even remember. Killmonger. His... No, it was, it was his actual character name. But anyways, you know, and and the other thing too is like to your point with the whole Quan role, you might not even have to do that. I mean, they can get creative because technically we don't fully see him die in Black Panther. You know, they're watching the sunset uh, over Wakanda, and that's it. So, who, for all we know, he probably healed him or cry, you know, froze him like, um, like they did Winter Soldier. Because remember when when uh, they gave Winter Soldier, well, Captain America took Winter Soldier, uh, took Winter Soldier to um, to Wakanda in Civil War. They had him in a cryo thing until they figured out how to. Remove. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, for all we know, I mean, they can definitely easily bring him back in, and you know, they fucking click, uh, cured what's his name mentally with all the uh winter soldier they cleared his mental with all the crap that hydra put in there so they could easily fucking rewrite this dude's head if they wanted to so as far as bring michael b jordan to black panther if they decide to do that it's it's not hard you know what i mean it'd be very easy or they could even embody the spirit of um of t'challa into uh the the vessel of michael b jordan's character um which is really bothering me. Hold on. I need to find out what his other name was. Cause do you think they would, if they do send him off, right? Do you think they do like a CGI? Chadwick? Eric Killmonger. So it's Eric Killmonger. Eric? What was his uh, Wakanda name? Oh, I cannot pronounce that. In, in Jadaka? It's N-J-A-D-A-K-A. Jataka. Yeah, I won't even try. Well, I tried, but it didn't sound right. Yeah. Anyways, um would you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Okay. It's just I don't exist today, apparently. For that two seconds, yeah. Yeah. No, I said so if they do end up deciding to, you know, send off Chadwick and, and Oh, you know, CGI him? Yeah. Um, I mean, they've proven it in MCU movies, right? Like with uh, so what I feel. So this is my scenario. My scenario would be the movie Black Panther two starts, and they're gonna have to whoever the main bad guy is. They, so let's take my scenario I gave you with with Michael B. Jordan if they want to bring him back. So we got to see a scene where it's him in Black Panther suit. So we don't you don't have to show his face. Anybody can be in there. Is fighting um, the main villain, and the main villain is rumored to be Namor. They even hinted it in Endgame when uh, it's uh, five years later and she's talking to um, Blackwood is talking to Danny's character and she's like, oh, there's tremors under the ocean or earthquakes. And it's like, oh, what are you doing about it? Like, well, we do nothing. They're earthquakes. It's earthquakes. Yeah. So there's rumor that that's supposed to be like Namor's kingdom. And so what I see is this. And let's see if it happens. I mean, it's being recorded here. I feel that they start the movie with him fighting Namor and Namor fucks him up. Like, just straight beats him. So they're kind of taking that story arc where Shuri becomes Black Panther because he's messed up. Mm-hmm. But they mess him up to the point where he's going to... Um, he, the body that he has cannot be salvaged. So then they do this whole thing where you find out that uh, Kill, Eric Killmonger's body's been frozen this whole time. They've managed to heal him. 
He's not wounded. He's healed. He's frozen. So they got to find a way to essentially spirit transition. Yeah. Move the vessel from him to him. So that way we're not going to get Eric Killmonger. We're going to have T'Challa, but in the body of Michael B. Jordan. And that's how you continue it. And that's, and it just, and it, it only makes sense because to, um, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman were really, really good friends. Um, I'm sure he probably knew that he was going through all that and kept it secret um, with this uh, cancer. Can you imagine, though, just, like, knowing that and still and honoring him by not saying shit and this and that? Yeah. So I think that would probably be, like, the best case scenario. That, that would actually be beautiful. Right? I would love to see that. So there it is. Hey, Marvel, yeah. cut me my check. Juharte here first, man. Cut my check. Um, the only other thing I would do is if they, it, the easiest thing is obviously get a new actor. And if they do go get a new actor, I would love to see uh, John David Washington, which is Denzel Washington's son. He's a tenant and in the show Baller, he's an up and coming actor and he's phenomenal. Um, but if they had to replace him with another actor in terms of that way, he's the actor I would choose. If, unless they find a better actor, then just leave it alone. Otherwise, the scenario proposed with uh, Chadwick and uh, Michael B. Jordan, that'd be fucking great. I think that's that would be well. They can still use your scenario of you know quote unquote spirit transition to a new act. Well, the, the thing is though, it, it wouldn't make sense though because again, Eric Killmonger has the Black Panther abilities in him. He has the flower, so that body is Black Panther, and so is him. So if you put it, if you do the same scenario but with a different actor, it doesn't make sense because no other person has the abilities of uh, Black Panther because nobody else took the flower and they burnt all, uh, Killmonger built, burnt all the flowers. So that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, I hope that's what they do because that's the only thing that makes full fucking sense and it's just a great way. The FBI agent listening in on this is like, God damn, he got a point. Like, like, all right, I'm we'll, going to get a hold we'll, of Disney right we'll, now. We'll, we'll let you use these clips but mm-hmm. I won't tell nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. Black Panther 2 is supposed to come out in 2022, 2021. So now, obviously, it's not happening that soon. So we'll see what they do. Do you think with the release of Black Panther 2, it becomes, like, say, the second highest grossing MCU film with everything that's going on? Depending on, you know, how they go, go about it. Depends it depends on the story because technically... Um, yeah, so, like... Because of with everything going on with Chadwick, right? Everyone's going to want to know, you know, what's happening, how Disney's going to contribute to that and, you know, uh, go f- go forward with the character. Uh, you know, it's going to just, it only makes sense, you know. Yeah, no, because Endgame, I believe, is the highest grossing film and Black Panther is the second. Um, yeah, so domestically... Endgame, um, eight hundred fifty-eight million, uh, followed by Black Panther, which is seven hundred million, and then followed by Infinity War, which is six hundred seventy-eight. So, it would be, it would be tickets sold out almost instantly. I think it, it depends. It depends on the story, but I think I think people will definitely watch it. Um, it'll definitely be big, like opening weekend, first month. The thing about Black Panther, not only the reason why that movie did so well in the box office, not was it just it wasn't just because it was Black Panther and the story and everything. Um, it's because nothing. It came out in February of uh, what was it, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. There was nothing for like a good fucking three or four months out. So it was like the big ticket item. Like every week, it was doing like almost opening weekend stuff. So twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. 
So that's why that's why it, there was really nothing going on, and that's why it was able to be very successful and continue going. Um, but I, yeah, I, I do believe if it's done well and it does it does it, and I'll tell you right now, if it does that little scenario I gave you, if that's the scenario that they do, hell yeah, it's gonna take off because people are gonna fucking love it, and they're, they're and and you know they're gonna do a big tribute, the beginning of the film, you know, part of the end, you know, the whole. Marvel Studios intro, they'll they'll do something fucking amazing. Disney, go ahead and uh, cut that check out to cash. No, it's to to Rick and Nate because we ain't, we ain't called cash. This ain't this ain't fucking Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone. Okay, this ain't <laughs> Tango and Tango Cash. And cash. <laughs> uh, it's more like uh, what was the the movie with the the the, the dog? It was Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Yeah, I like how you knew what I was talking about. Oh yeah, I appreciate you for that. Hey man, I love eighties, nineties movies, man. Am I hooch? You are my hooch. I'm gonna tell you to fucking put your your mouth around someone's neck. Ooh. I'm Tom Hanks. I'll let you bang the. Oh no, that was K9 with Jim Belushi. <laughs> I let you bang the when he when he Jim Belushi and Kane the movie K9. Jim Belushi lets his the dog. Uh, what's his name? Buddy or whatever. He lets him fuck the poodle and the limo in front. Oh god, <laughs> I love that fucking. I love hey buddy cop movies, bro. I'm all over it. I love it. Um, so anyways, Chadwick Boseman, you know, rest in power. We're going to fucking miss you. Um, high power, high power. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what Marvel does, but, um, we'll definitely, definitely never forget what Chadwick has brought to MCU. So with that being said, the future of the MCU, what's to come, man? Are are you excited? This COVID thing really fucked up everything. Oh, dude, COVID fucked everyone raw dog. <laughs> no lube, right? Fucking COVID. Oh, my God. So we covered it's, it. It's, it's, it's going to be, it's almost difficult now, right, to just kind of get that excitement around, you know, the future of MCU. I mean, yeah, we had some great uh, previews to, like, a lot of the shows and, you know, Black Panther, or not Black Panther, excuse me, Black Widow, you know, coming out. But when COVID hit, it really just fucked us all. Like, I completely, I, I don't even remember, like, what Black Widow is supposed to be about anymore. Well, they left us, MCU left us with Spider-Man Far From Home. And I love Spider-Man. Far From Home was a cool movie. Jake Gyllenhaal and Stewart did great. But honestly, if I'm being fucking honest... It's like mid-pack movie. It wasn't like even one of my top tens. I mean, it, it just it was a cool movie, but it just it didn't give us enough to really. And, and granted, you know, it's a Sony combo release. You know, meaning that it's not of an entire MCU film because um, Sony's still involved with the character ownership. But it just it just left us alone. It just I don't know. It just ended in a kind of weird note, especially after Endgame. It ended like it knew COVID was coming. Right, and so I think this this year is great uh, in terms of ha- giving us that time for no Marvel. I think uh, I think it's actually going to benefit Marvel because I think people are freaking Jones in to see what's to come. Tyrone Biggums, yeah, because we were technically we should have had uh, Black Widow in March, and then next month, no, it's about to be October, um, November. We're supposed to have the Eternals, and then we're supposed to have. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the end of the year for Disney Plus, but now because of COVID, all that shit's changed. So um, I know on the recap we talked about it, but so now we got Disney Plus WandaVision coming out at the end of the year. 
So the reason why they moved that one up versus Black, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is because whatever happens in Black Widow, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier continues a, a little bit on there. So they couldn't show the sh- that Disney Plus show before Black Widow's release. So that's why that got delayed. Um, so they needed something for Disney Plus. So they moved up WandaVision, which looks really good and I think is going to be very interesting. And obviously, it's either going to give us a big hint to what's going on in the MCU, especially in terms of the multiverse, if they really embrace that. Um, but it's supposed to be heavily connected to Doctor Strange and the multiverse, which is now scheduled to release March 25th, 2022. And the reason for that is because Wanda, uh, Scarlet uh, Witch is supposed to be in that Doctor Strange film. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, So that's at the end of the year. But then next year we kick off, we're going to have Black Widow, May 7th. Then after that, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th, which, let me back up a little bit. So Black Widow is supposed to take place uh, right after Civil War. So it's supposed to answer a few things as far as what's going, the the gap between Civil War and Infinity War, where kind of gets some more info. She goes back and finds out Excuse me. <laughs> you okay there? Yeah, I'm right. Um, you breathe into the wrong hole? Yep. The butthole? Yeah. And uh, so we get to see her family. And honestly, I think we're going to get a new Black Widow. Because like you said, with, with Black Panther, yeah, that's T'Challa is the character. But the char- the actual uh, persona of Black Panther, anybody can be. And with Black Widow, we find out that there's more than one Black Widow. And it's like her sister and her mom. Yelena? Yeah, so I'm sure that's how we'll get Black Widow back into the into the MCU. So we technically that character we didn't lose. We just Natasha Romanoff is who we lost. Right. Um and then there's and then this rumor that Tony Stark's supposed to cameo in there. So we're get to see uh Robert Downey one last time, potentially. Um but anyways that's Black Widow. And then somehow Black Widow is going to connect to the Disney Plus show The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we'll get more info down the road with that stuff. Um Followed by that, we got Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th, 2021. And I'm excited for this film, um, not just because we're getting our first, you know, Asian uh, superhero, so to speak. uh, And the fact that it's like almost Bruce Lee-esque, which I'm really excited for because I love Mm -hmm. Bruce Lee. And I'm hearing the movie is going to be kind of similar to like Enter the Dragon, which is a fucking amazing movie. If you haven't seen Enter the Dragon, go watch Enter the Dragon. Um, It's Bruce Lee's like first uh american film you know hollywood uh, america he's made a shit ton of movies bruce lee but um that was like the first film and unfortunately he died i think before it released like it was supposed to come out in theaters in like a week or a month before it came out he fucking unfortunately passed away um and god damn dude imagine if he was still alive how different movies would be and oh, just a completely different arc oh yeah um, but anyways, so, but the big thing I'm curious is the main villain is supposed to be the Mandarin, which we saw in Iron Man 3, but it was an imposter. Oh my God. So in the 10 rings, they've been since day one in Iron Man, you know, that was the, that was the terrorist organization that kidnapped, yep. um, uh, Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see how this connects. Cause this is going to be the movie that some way has to tie to all the Iron Man stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then after that, we got Eternals and Eternals was supposed to release November. Um, it is now being released, um, still November, but 2021 November, um, which makes sense because they always do like their cosmic movies 
like Thor's. They've always been November, but this one's gonna be very interesting. I, I, I'm this is gonna be kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy when it first came out. It introduced a whole nother universe within the MCU, you know, because before it was just the you know Avengers and all that, and then we go Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're like, holy shit! Now we're dealing with aliens and stuff. Uh, everyone and the Eternals, they're all gods. Yeah, you know, so that's gonna be very interesting. They kind of touched on that too in the the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? What was it the that planet that was like the skull of the the Titan or whatever? Yeah, well, both Guardians of the Galaxy films touched touched on that because even even Ego was a a sentient being or whatever. Um, I think they introduced the Watcher. They were they're already introduced. The Watcher they're in they're in Guardians of the Galaxy too. They were sitting there talking to Stan oh, Lee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in the post credit scene. And Stan Lee's basically telling him all the stories. That's why they that's how they were able to like kind of say why he's in every fucking movie. Because he's basically a spy mm-hmm. for the watcher. <laughs> Good old Stan the man. Um but we'll think, see which Well, speaking of Stan, not to cut you off. No, go ahead. Do you think they, they continue his cameos in any way, shape, or form? Whether it be just like a photo of Stan or, you know, if they wanted to CGI Stan in. We already got that answer. Spider-Man Far From Home, there's no cameo. That's the first film where he doesn't have a cameo. Was there, though? Mm-mm. Not that I recall. Maybe a poster, like a billboard, if they did anything like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to... Obviously, it can't be Stan. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll do subtle things. I mean, the thing about MCU movies, there's like a shit ton of Easter eggs in every film you watch. So, um, yeah, without it's a like, doubt. Where's Waldo book? Pretty much. Um, so rounding out 2021, that's four, that's three films. So Spider-Man three, the rumored title homesick or some shit, um, that comes out December 17th, 2021. I think I already said that. Um, that's going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see where they go from there. Cause that one ended where basically his identity was revealed to the whole public. So I'm very curious yeah, to know so where they, where do we go from here? Right? Yeah. So Spider-Man is going to be interesting. And then after that, we're going back to your lovable Thor. Love and Thunder, February 11, 2020. You see what they did there? Love and Thunder, Valentine's Day, February. See, it's February 14th, but it's, you know, see what they're doing, bro. Yeah, they know what they're doing, bro. They've been in the game long enough. I want to see what's going on there because we're going to have Lady Thor. Yes. Curious. Yeah. Natalie Portman's coming back. So, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. You think eventually they introduce just the the female Avengers? Like possibly bringing in like Ironheart? Uh, ye- if they, it, well, let me let me put this. So obviously we know that Natalie Portman is supposed to take on the mantle of Thor, right? Yeah, but Thor's not done. Crimson Hentward's not done. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they, they end up going the route of Shuri, taking the mantle of Black Panther... Do you think they continue with possibly, you know, a female cap, a female Iron Man? Um, I think they're going to, I feel they're going to tap into other um, characters that haven't. So a female Iron Man, I'm sure they'll do it because Riri, which is Ironheart mm-hmm. in the comics. I'm sure they can bring her in. Um, you know, if they do, obviously they're bringing She-Hulk. Um, so they'll have their own Hulk version. We're still going to have a Black Widow technically because, you know, we'll see in the movie Black Widow. Um, as far as Captain America, I don't know. 
I mean, we still have Captain Marvel, so maybe she plays a bigger role. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I, I want to, as long as they do it right, it's not forced. Like, it was cool to see that scene in Endgame when all the women power was there, but it was like, it was just like really like, it was like grabbing a paper and just jamming your face. Like, you like that? There it is. And you're just like, (laughs) eat this shit. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm all for it. I'm 100% behind it, but it's like, don't force it. I hate when they, I hate when films try to force political correctness on you. Is that what he tells you every night? Oh, every night, man. Don't force it. Yeah. You just, don't, you just don't listen, do you? Not, You're just never going to learn. It's not fair, man. Stop talking. Um, but yeah, so after that, um, after Thor Love and Thunder, we have Doctor Strange into the multiverse, March 25th, 2022. And as of right now, that's all we know for films. So in the course of 11 months, you have um, one, two, three, four, six Marvel films coming out in the course of that. And again, that's March 25th. You know they're going to do two more. We still have Captain Marvel 2, what they decide to do with Black Panther 2. Ant-Man 3, which they just casted um, the actor from Lovecraft Country as uh, Kang the Conqueror. So we got that big baddie coming. And then you have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So we still have, as far as we know, four other movies we don't know dates on. Um Obviously, Black Panther 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy will take a little bit of time um, because they have to, we already know what's up with Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, James Gunn is wrapping up the Suicide Squad film and then he's going to mm-hmm. transition to that. But in that time, though, we also have early 2021, or let me rephrase that, after Black Widow, at some point, we're going to get the, Fal- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we're going to see more of uh, Anthony Mackie's character becoming. Um, Captain, the new Captain America. We also have the U.S. agent being introduced, which that's the image you showed me, where it's a guy that looks like Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we have uh, Winter Soldier, seeing what he's going through. So we have that whole show that's going to be, uh, you know, easy, what do you call it, ironing out some things. After that, we have Loki, early 2021 Disney Plus, and that's supposed to be the Loki we see. Um, from Avengers Endgame where he grabbed the uh, the Space Stone or the Space Cube, the Tesseract, and he... Um, <laughs> he said Space Cube. Duh. Space Cube. The, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the, the Galaxy Rubik's Cube. Guys. The Galaxy Rubik's Cube. And he disappears, which is going to be interesting because think about it. Loki dies, which, again, that was another character that died we forgot to mention earlier. Uh, and Heimdall. Fucking Heimdall, man. My Idris, boy Idris Elba. Idris, Idris. Anyways, so Loki... Uh, that Loki just went through a whole progression. Like he sacri- he essentially sacrificed his life almost for his brother and dies in Endgame. Did he though? Yeah, did he though? Um, and then we see, well, at least he had compassion for his brother because that's the whole reason why he even gave him the stone because he's like, yeah, kill kill away. And then he's like, no, can't kill my brother. I, love I my was brother. just kidding, guys. Don't do it. And so, so we're getting the Loki after Avengers. So that whole, after Avengers, there was Thor 2, Thor Ragnarok, um, obviously Infinity War. So we're not we're not going to have the the compassionate Loki. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the right asshole. after just got beat by the fucking Avengers, and slammed by the Hulk. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I, I really am curious on how they put how they do that. And he's supposed to be jumping around from you know multiverse from multiverse. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, and then after that, mid twenty twenty one Disney Plus, we're supposed to have the What If, and that's just an animated series, um, which I hope. They were able to, 
hope Chadwick was able to record lines because he's supposed to be in that too. Um, so I don't know if they were able to record lines for that because that was already in production as it was. But that's just uh, basically a series. It's a it's a little series, supposed to be I think like little thirty minute episodes, twenty five minute episodes, and it's what if things in the MCU. So like, what if um, you know Captain America didn't get frozen, right? Like he he literally died back then. He didn't get frozen, so someone else took the mantle as Captain mm-hmm. America, you know, or I don't know, a, a Loki won the Battle of New York, you know, just a lot of interesting things like that. They did a comic book series like that too, which was pretty cool. Um, and then after that, we don't have dates for it, but there's supposed to be a Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and then She-Hulk. And then the last show they just confirmed like a couple days ago was um, Fury, which is going to focus on Nick Fury and, like we spoke earlier, Sword. Um, S-words. S-words. So, I don't know, man. I mean, what you think? What, what's, are you excited for this stuff? Are you curious? I mean, we literally are blind right now. Yeah, so I'm... I- I kind of just want to take it, you know, as it comes. And that sounds terrible. <laughs> That's every day, brother. Uh, every day. You know what? Just take it as it comes. It, like Lil' Kim. Wow. So you got that WAP? Nope. Nope, not anymore. You're going to get you're going to get the pumping. That's the That's the Sahara Desert. Anyways, yeah, just take it piece by piece as they gave it to us, right? Um try not to like I personally, I'll, I'll try not to like look too much into what's coming out just cause you know, I like to be surprised, entertained. Um, but then again, it's, it's rebuilding that excitement for the MCU, the future of the MCU, right? Because we've had just such, you know, the, the huge spacing in between, you know, the last MCU movies because over a year, right? Since Spider-Man last July. So it's just having that, that, Having Disney and Marvel, you know, bring us back in. It's like, hey, guys, we missed you. This is what we're giving you. Show us a little more, a little piece by piece, and then go from there. But so far, I mean, there's anything, everything Marvel has put out, aside from, like, the stuff that they, they put, like, on Freeform, which, you know, I didn't really delve too much into. And, you know, like we talked about the shows on ABC, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, there's nothing really bad that Marvel puts out. Yeah, no, no, there isn't. Especially when you stick to the the film aspect of the things, it's it's all great stuff. I mean, that's why I'm actually excited because technically Black Widow is supposed to kick off Phase Five or the next chapter of Marvel, and now it's WandaVision, which honestly I feel like that's a better way to kick off to bring back the MCU because now we go from WandaVision, then we go to Widow. And then maybe the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then Shang Chi, and now we're just like back in yeah. the groove. I think it's pretty just, cool that they're going to start us off with a mind fuck. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, and it's and it's I don't know. I mean, I, I just I'm very curious. I, I want to know what's going on with Vision. I want to know what's going on with Scarlet. And I'm not going to lie, man. Black Widow. I mean, I, I like her character. I like Scarlett Johansson. But I even before COVID and everything, I didn't have that much interest in the Black Widow film. And I've tried my best to not see anything because I really don't want to see anything. I don't. I don't really want to watch trailers or anything. But I, I like even when Spy, like Endgame and Spider-Man, when I found out Black Widow was going to be the like the first movie next twenty twenty, I was like, mm, okay, I get. I mean, I'm going to watch it. But more I, excited for David Harbor. Even then, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, I don't. Know. It just there's even like right now, I'm like there's still nothing that's like making me go, 
fuck, I can't wait for Black Widow. I want to see Taskmaster. I want to see her. I want to see, you know, David Harbour. I want to see, no. I'm like, eh. I mean, I'm going to watch it, but nothing has, the, that hype for that film hasn't hit me yet. Not like WandaVision or fuck even Shang-Chi or any of the other stuff. Like all the other properties I'm like super jazzed for, but. So I hope that film ends up being like what Guardians of the Galaxy was to me. So when I, there was first announcing Guardians, right? I was just like, meh. You know, I was like, I, I really have no aspiration to go watch this film. And then I watched it and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. So I kind of hope that Black Widow does take that route where, you know, we're not showing much interest in it. We're going to see it because it is MCU, but then go into it and just kind of just be completely blown away. I don't get that. I mean, you're that's not nah, I, I, the most I can't I can't compare Guardians to it. And I know what you're comparing, but even then, because Guardians was different because it's what makes Guardians of the Galaxy special, even in the sense of like going into it completely like you don't know shit about Guardians. I don't know the characters. I don't know nothing. I don't know what I'm walking into. It's it's it captivates you from the very fucking beginning with the music. The music instantly gets you. And then just star lord chris pratt is amazing and then just the dynamic of every character i mean when you finally see like rocket oh my god (laughs) it's amazing and then drax how literal everything is so that i mean uh, everything i mean then and then you get the the bases of ronin and then you get the bases of thanos for the first fucking time you get to really see him and act out and then you have nebula and gamora and that dysfunctional family dynamic of cast and and characters is by far amazing see black widow to me it's gonna be like it's so if i have if you if i want to give it a little bit of comparisons to guardians of the galaxy i'll give you a little bit and then i would give you like maybe winter soldier which is tough for me to say because you know it's my favorite movie but that's what i feel that movie would be more like it's going to be like a, a little jumble pot of if you take those three the character of black widow what we know of black widow and then you put a little bit of winter soldier in there and a little bit of guardians Maybe. And the only reason I give you Guardians is because you get to see Black Widow's family and we're going to see a little dysfunction in there, mm-hmm. but not to the level of Guardians of the Galaxy because they weren't a family. They started off as mercs with one another, selfish with their own perk, and then they became a family. Yeah. Where with Black Widow, it's like, oh, we're long lost and we're trying to get along again. And then, I mean, we don't know because obviously we haven't seen the movie, but I don't know. I just, I don't have. <sighs> It's it's just it's like Hawkeye. I like Hawkeye, but and it's not so much because he doesn't have superpowers. It's just because you you're interesting, but you're not that interesting. Like I like Hawkeye. I'm curious to see how his series is going to be. I think it's going to be more about him developing his daughter to be you know to to take the to replace him. But I'm not like I'm not sitting here going fuck. I want to see Hawkeye real bad. Like. Every time I think of Hawkeye, I always think of that SNL skit where he like plays himself from the first Avengers, and they're like they're like they're like talking to him. They're like Hawkeye, you know? He's like, do we got more enemies? He's like, oh, I'm out of arrows, and he's like, what? He's like, how many did you bring? He's like, like six. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you only brought six? Like he's like, yeah, and I killed six enemies. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and it's like, and like I said, it's not because they're not superpower; they're still skilled people. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, 
There's nothing there that's making me like, yeah. But I mean, like I said, I'm gonna see Black Widow. I'm sure it's gonna be good. I'm sure gonna I'm gonna like it. Um, we get to see, you know, Marvel's first. Well, not really the first film because Captain Marvel, but we get to finally see Black Widow have her own film, and we'll see how it goes. Just a supporting actress. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm excited because it's Marvel, and I'm gonna see it. But again, I'm fucking super happy now that we we get to kick off Wandavision to bring us back to MCU because that's the thing. MCU has gotten to the point where we're, we're dealing with space. We're dealing with cosmic. We're dealing with aliens. We're dealing with all kinds of shit supernatural we didn't know shit. existed back in 2008. Yeah. And that's how we're going to kick it off. You know, you don't want to, we're going to kick it off grounded. No, let's kick it off. Right. And then we go grounded and then you start bringing all the other shit back into play. And now we're back in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So Marvel's about to tie us up in bed. Oh Yeah. I'm curious to see how Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. I know that's fucking stupid. There, what's their acronym? Spunk. Is, is, oh, they want the spunk. They oh, want the dude. spunk. Give so, me like. So these are these are the three and, so- and a half minutes, maybe even four. <laughs> Sony owns the film rights to Spider-Man and all its characters. So that's why we got Spider-Man. It's a deal between Sony and Marvel. But anyways. They did Venom. They partnered up and did Venom. And that was, I, I loved Venom. I don't care what he says. Tom Hardy was great. The story was great, especially trying to be standalone and not really be able to make a film where it can at some point maybe be connected to the MCU. Um, I think they did a good job. So they got, so we, we said six movies in 11 months. Okay. 2021 has four. Um, 2022 kicks off with two. Well, if these dates stick, you're going to have to add two more movies to that realm. That's going to be eight because Morbius from Sony Marvel is supposed to release March 19, 2021. There's our boy, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. And Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is supposed to release June 25th, 2021. So, I mean, May, we got March, May, June, July, November, December. Six months. Yep. In freaking 2021. My wallet already hurts. Dude, not just for the fucking movies, but all the merch. Oh, my God. I mean, I collect Marvel Legends and, you know, and then Hot Toys and then just like clothing and just fucking poster. You name it, dude. I mean, we're all merched up when it comes to this shit, dude. They're going to destroy us. Where where do we put it all? I don't know. Just going to build a new house win the lotto and make a mansion and just fill it up with fucking toys that sounds like a good idea actually yeah let's go win the lottery we have to play the lotto to win the lotto i play the lotto since when i've always played you can check my wallet right now i got two tickets super lotto (laughs) and you want to go to find your your condoms in there too i don't use condoms wow that's right remember kids safe sex if you're not married, yeah. Yeah, I was being just vague, you know. Oh. I didn't have to be specific. Okay. What? I wasn't quoting the what? Bible. Like you do to be what? What was that? Was it specific or specific? I said Pacific. Nope. 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 <laughs> fucking ass. You're the fucking ass always correcting me. My goddamn vocabulistics. <laughs> That's not even a word. Hey, Rocket says it. Just because a, a trash panda said it doesn't mean you can say it. No, it's a rabbit. Rabbit. 
<laughs> you know what sounds good? I want to hear this clip. We got to coalesce. Because if all we come at him with is a plucky attitude... Dude, don't call us plucky. We don't know what it means. All right, we're optimistic, yes. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. <laughs> oh my God. That's how we started this podcast. I said, look, <laughs> let me let me come up with the plan. Right? Just follow my lead. Okay. So, speaking on that what if, right, series? Mm-hmm. What if Star-Lord did not fuck up? Oh, what if he didn't let his emotions get the best yes. of him? Yes. When? Endgame or no, Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy we'll, 2? No, we'll say Endgame. Yeah, it would have been, we would have been over. <laughs> Just roll credits. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Okay, so, no, that's good because, okay, so they take the gauntlet off. Where do they take what it? What now? Mm-hmm. I mean, what now? I mean, they're still fighting Thanos, sure, but it's like. He's still strong as shit. Yeah, they don't know the the fucking power of of what those gauntlets can or what the Infinity Stones really really do at that point. Yeah, they just they know just know they got to get rid of it from that guy because he wants to. They say, "See that guy? Fuck that guy there." You know, but where do they go? They don't got a ship. They don't got nothing. They just run around the planet, and then and then look what it does to them. So even if one of them decided to put it on and use the stones, they'll die. Oh, rocket is just instant freaking rabbits do. Well, rocket's not there. Well, I mean, if it, what if. Right? We're talking about what ifs here. Yeah, but he's not in that scene. I don't give a shit. He's with Thor. This is my story. Your story's fucking stupid. <laughs> it makes no sense. Don't call me plucky. <laughs> we don't know what it means. Uh, oh, God. Spider-Man is just... He puts it on and dies. He's just instant. Just squished. Honestly, I feel that... I think Iron Man would put it on, but obviously he wouldn't do the snap because... That would kill him. And I don't think he really knew. He didn't really believe in what the snap could really do. You know, that's why when they when he, Thanos really does and he like sits there and takes a moment, you see in his face like, fuck, okay, this is real. Like, it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. I think he would use it as far as, like, use the gauntlet, like how he's already seen Thanos use it um, in terms of, uh, actually, no, because he, he was still missing. He wouldn't even be able to do the snap because he didn't have the all the stones. He still needed Vision's uh, stone. So yeah, I think I think Tony would probably put on the gauntlet somehow because the gauntlet's fucking huge, and uh, try to use it. Or maybe Doctor Strange comes up with some fucking Vo- voodoo mind power. Does his little teleport and they just like disappear somewhere else. He he curbs the whip. I like curbs. how you did that. See that skirt? Skirt. I'm waving my he hand around. Skirt. <laughs> skirt. <laughs> but yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, MCU's crazy, man. It's going to be very interesting this next, uh, I mean, really just starting at the end of this year. Once once WandaVision kicks off, it's like it's like NFL, man. Football's here. You know, once WandaVision kicks off, it's like, all right, MCU's here, man. We're ready to do this. Crossing our fingers, right? Hoping nothing yes, else. Yes, it, uh, it better premiere this December on Christmas Day. You That's the only movie you're going to go see? In my house. In your house? In your home theater? Fuck yeah. Christmas Day, what are you doing? WandaVision. WandaVision. One division? One, like one direction? One one nation under WandaVision. Under WandaVision. WandaVision forever. WandaVision. Stupid. WandaVision sounds like a uh, 
Like a fucking European boy band. That or like a, some sort of like side alley like music affiliation. Like a like a like a like a recording studio. Like oh, where'd you where'd you record your album at? One Division. Yeah, I think it's called like Wide Vision. Where they address like widescreen films. It's on boxes in the early two thousands. God damn it! That's okay, man. You'll get there. I know I could be wrong too, anyway. So fuck it. You just pulled that out of your ass, huh? Yeah, it's pulled out of thin air. Your your ass is in thin air. Yeah. Just have ass floating all in your house. Oh yeah. Dude, what the fuck? I'm not even masked up. Yeah, you should be masked up. What's wrong with you? No warning, no nothing. Sharf. <laughs> sharf? The fuck is a sharf? Is that like a sharp fart? <laughs> <I was, laughs> sharf. Sounds like a like if sharks had like sex with like hillbilly uncles, like that's what he'd be called, a sharf. I was gonna say shard specs. Shard specs. And it came out sharf. I said it too fast. I still don't see how that works. Fucking sharf. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking sharf. Oh my god. That sounds like a Dollar Tree fucking toilet paper. Sharf. Oh man, you're about to get the fucking laugh track out of me right now. Hey, you got you got the giggles. You got the giggles. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, that was our Marvel madness. Quite maddening. It's gonna be madness. It's gonna be freaking insane. Yeah, we'll see how uh, right or completely fucking wrong we were. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna be right about Black Panther though. Yeah, I, you know, in all honesty, I hope you are. I, I really do. You hear that? That's my boy. He said that shit. I said that. Pay the man. Yeah, I'll never get paid. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I think that'd be a good thing. And there's, there's so much more. Like there's, they got X. They got all the Fox rights. So now we got X Men movies to think about. We got fa- the first Family, Fantastic Four. So actually, what it was now that you brought up X Men, right? Like, what would be wonderful to see, even though we probably won't see it. Is the whole Avengers vs. X-Men arc. That'd be cool. I mean, it would be a whole different Avengers team, but yeah, that'd be cool. It'd have to be a whole different X-Men team. Not necessarily. So I'm telling you, man, you got to read the comics of the current X-Men storyline because yeah, they... You keep telling me I got to read. There's the, the only problem is I cannot read. Yeah. Fuck, dude, your kid is doing kindergarten. Why don't you do the Zoom classes with her so you can learn to fucking she read? She logs in herself, okay? Like, I don't do that shit. Learn to read, man. No. God. I got this far. I'm get you all the fucking reading rainbow books. Bro, like, if should they should probably bring back reading rainbow. It'd help a lot of motherfuckers like me. Was the reading rainbow, I remember when I was in elementary school, we would have, like, the whole reading uh, challenge, and then you'd get, like, a colored ribbon. After you like read, I think it was like the reading rainbow challenge. It was, yeah, wasn't it something yeah. like that? Like it was in partnership with that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I got to get all these fucking ribbons just I so I wanted can... to meet Lavar Burton. That's his name, right? Lavar Burton, probably. Yeah, Data. He was Date. Was it Data? In Star Trek, he was the reading rainbow guy. What? Yes. He'd Bro. be reading books on the fucking Enterprise. 
I making f- beats and shit. All right, dude. With his fucking visor. Yeah. Let me see here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name's LeVar Burton. Right? LeVar. LeVar. LeVar Burton. Oh, yeah. Reading Rainbow. PBS. And this is Star Trek. How? Oh, he was in beta, though, you fucking crackhead. He was Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge. Data was the fucking robot, dude. Oh, what I, I said Data, huh? You said Data, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hold up. That's why I was confused. I said, I'm Joe like, Montana. I said Joe Montana. I said Joe Montana. Joe Montana's a quarterback, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I get you? Okay. You want to talk about impressions? That was spot on. Like, I'll give you fucking 1,000 on that one, dude. That one got me for sure. <laughs> you even did the mouth thing? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> dude, I just watched that movie again with the water boy. I just watched it again. Uh, like a week ago and i fuck i don't like okay i'm not a big fan of adam sandler um like i'm not like oh my god fucking happy gilmore billy madison like i I feel adam sandler's fucking annoying to me but there's some he's kind of like will ferrell like i cannot watch like there's certain shit i can watch will ferrell in but i cannot watch every movie will ferrell makes but um the water boy is one of those films with adam sandler that I like, and it's funny because he plays pretty fucking stupid as a character, but I like it. You know, it, it works. Like I feel because he plays that. So the character Bobby Boucher of, of I don't know. This is kind of after hour shit now because we're done with the main topic. But the Bobby Boucher character, the way he like talks, the way he acts, the facial. That's like every fucking Adam Sandler movie. It's like the same character, and I just feel like this one actually matches up that type of uh, attitude and stuff, it matches up with the character because like he plays it almost similar like in other films, like Billy Madison, for example. You know, he kind of sometimes play, plays it kind of stupid in there and it's like, hmm, doesn't really work. And then you watch him in, you know, another film and you're like, okay. Like fucking, I, I'm not, and I know this is probably an unpopular um, thing, but Little Nicky. It's like Bobby Boucher to me just with fucking cow-licked hair. You don't like Little Nicky? No. Oh, my God. I'm not a fan of Little... I'm not a fan of Adam Sandler. I only like him in a few movies. No no Popeye's chicken? Nope. Fucking ass. Yeah. Like, I like him in Anger Management, and that's only because he plays well with uh, Jack Nicholson and Marissa Tomei and John Totoro. Like, I just... the, The cast, his support cast works. Um... Again, I like Waterboy because it just works, but like, I'm not that big into Happy Gilmore. Did you like him in The Ridiculous Six? To be honest with you, I don't. I think I did same movie, but I don't remember it. And because I don't remember it, even if I did watch it, no, obviously not. The only part you remember is the Taylor Lautner part. No, the only reason I remember that part is because you always fucking do it. Do it for me. <laughs> Go on. I don't. Yeah, don't. No, don't. <laughs> don't be scared. But no, I, I like. I'm not. I don't know. Like, I can't even think of any other fucking movie. This guy's even his new movies coming out. Like, I know uh, my wife is like, oh, the Halloween one. Yeah, she's my wife is super excited to watch that. Yeah. One. So Adam Sandler is like known for like his voice, right? He carries like you were saying. He carries that. Uh, like, yeah, you know whatever that was. I don't know what the fuck that was either. But that type of voice in like a lot of his movies. <laughs> and, but he's doing that whole little Nicky slash. You know, let me talk with my jaw yeah. protruded it just know? i don't care he's just not interesting to me 
Sorry. Okay. There it is. Well, I think we covered today's topic. I hope it was uh, entertaining for everyone. Um, Marvel Madness. Um, We'll definitely keep tabs on this. Obviously, when it gets closer, when WandaVision comes out, we'll get back on it. Um, And then, uh, yeah. But uh, I think this was a a good one. Do you think it was a good show? I think it was a good episode. Yeah. You talked a a lot about Marvel. Yeah. A lot about Marvel. But we fucking love Marvel, man. Like Marvel mania. Mania. Madness. Welcome to Marvel mania. (laughs) Las Vegas. I don't know. Las Vegas. Okay. 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 Um, anyways, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hopefully we'll have a nice little outro song on our next episode or the one after that. But thank, Dropping beats. Dropping beats, working on some stuff in a little garage band. But um, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We definitely appreciate your guys' support. Hopefully this show is entertaining for you guys. Um, as always, be kind to one another. Love one another. Take care of one another and always, always be safe. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever!